Hi there guys and welcome to the Body Power Mind podcast with me, Adam Robinson. Today I talk to Jordan Thomas. Now Jordan is a European and world champion in karate. We talk about the mindset needed to achieve this and he talks us through how he ultimately came to win the world championship. So let's learn, let's apply, let's inspire, let's do it. So um, I am really, really excited today, guys, to bring you Jordan Thomas, um, karate European champion and world champion. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us today on the Body Power Mind podcast. Yeah, you're right, Adam. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, I'm really looking forward to diving into this. It's um, a very passionate area of mine as well. Um, I've got into martial arts and, you know, it's your story is very, very inspiring. So um, I'd just like to um, start off fresh, really. I mean, how did all this come about? And can you tell us a bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Um, well, martial arts has always been in my, um, my blood, really. Uh, my dad was a former world champion. Um, so it was kind of, you know, the pathway was kind of, I was just following in his footsteps. I didn't really know anything different. You know, my it's sibling, quite an easy route to take. Yeah, yeah, quite an easy route to take. Um, you know, for he always, he, you know, he was world champion. So he brought friends around me who were also world champions. So he was in a golden area, right? So it was almost normal, uh, or they made it normal, should I say, uh, to be world champion. <clears throat> so my godfather's world champion um, and I've got other world champions that I call uncle. So from like, I think earliest I can remember is like four years old being in a karate suit in my first class. So it all stemmed from four years old and it just, the passion just grew from there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I've kind of, I've never wanted to quit I've never in my mind I've never wanted to give up um I've always wanted to do karate I've never been forced so would you say that with your <clears throat> with your father being world champion as well have you just sort of gained the guiding light from him to 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 follow his footsteps as well is it always is it always just been quite an organic and natural process to do that um to be honest with you, like, uh, it, it's, it's a difficult one. So I grew up and I was always Willie, Willie Thomas's son, right? So everybody was like looking at me thinking I was going to be amazing. So a lot of the times you do feel the pressure when people look at you when you're coming from that background. Um, then it was a kind of thing where, you know, you have to want it for yourself, um, so with my dad's guidance, um, he also had to make the environment right for me as well. So it wasn't all, um, it wasn't all right. I must be world champion. I want it for myself. I wanted to be world champion. Um, and my eyes was always fixated on that, but the environment around me allowed me to do that. So what you're saying is, you know, you were almost, because you were brought up by your dad, he was a world champion, you were almost expected to, to do the same by other people as well. Yeah, well, it was just kind of, 
right, he's really Thomas Sus. Let's see if he's good. Like, let's not forget, I was um, the first world champion in 12 years, right? So in my generation, it's not normal to be world champion um, in the UK. So it was kind of, um, yes, you know, with the, with the experience of my dad and the environment and the people that he brought around me, um, world champion was not a thing that, didn't seem unrealistic, you know. It was. It. I knew it. It knew. I knew it was reachable. So, it was kind of like it wasn't. If I was going to be world champion, it was when. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, what was it like growing up in school? Um, being so, you know, be, having this passion for karate and martial arts. What was it like in school? What was school life like? Yeah, school life was um, interesting. Like, I, I wasn't just uh, in martial arts. I was in um, football as well. Um, so I did play football for the school um, well, in early years. Um, I did play for Luton schools. I uh, got scouted for Watford Academy. So um, I did play other sports as well. So having a karate background, um, being... 12 years old with my first national title, 14 years old uh, with my first British title. It was, I always grew up with sports surround. That was the one thing that I most enjoyed uh, growing up. So if we fast forward a bit then, I mean, what was it like winning these titles? And it's, it seems like it's something that's happened reasonably quickly for you. You know, you're still um, a young guy and, you know, there's, there's probably people wishing they could have got to that that position a lot earlier in their careers but you've actually sort of powered your way through um and reached the world title that's you know at such a young age you know how how do you think that's been possible for you yeah um to be honest it was you know commitment i would say that that's the uh i wouldn't say motivated i wouldn't say uh, motivation i'll say uh, I was committed to the to to the goal. You know, I'd do whatever it takes. Do you think it was hard when you were younger to, to stay, to stick at it? I'd say the hardest times for me was probably around, I'd say, 16 to 19, I would say. You know, when, you know, your friends start going out, social life becomes a bit more important. Um and it was kind of right okay when I you know when people used to go out you know I would have to right I've got training tomorrow that would always be in the back of my mind um I wouldn't say I ever wanted to to quit I would say it was hard to stay committed um but with the right environment so I went to Oakland's college in St Albans and um, that that brought me. I was in an elite performance academy from sixteen to eighteen. Then after that, from eighteen to twenty one, uh, or should, 18, eighteen to twenty, sorry, I was in um, a basketball academy. You know, playing first team basketball. Um, so the people around me, the, my social environment, were I had other elite um, athletes, or should I say, student athletes around me so it made me easier it became the normal thing to just go training and do the right things it just became normal that was my social environment so I went to college 
And in the morning before classes, we had training. Then we'll go to our class and then in the lunchtime, we might have physio. And then we might have a slotted time in the afternoon where we have our training session. So because of my environment around me, it allowed me to develop. Right. See, so you've you've managed to stick around the right social groups, really. And that's that's helped you stay committed to your goal. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, I'm, I'm from Luton Town. Um, and, you know, that, it, you know, kind of developed my character as well. You know, I had to be independent. Um, I had to think by myself. And I actually totally uh, being honest with you, I think if I didn't have karate in my life, I would have probably went left and went down another route. So you think it's really sort of saved your life almost and give you this sort of this successful mindset and this ambition to to achieve more? Yeah, 100%. And that's not just in karate. That is in all areas. You know, I just want to be the best that I can be and be that. Yeah, just I just want to be the best Jordan Thomas. And, and if like, the best Jordan Thomas achieves world champion and Olympic champion and um, any of these extra things, um, you know, that I'll be happy. You know, that I'll be happy. That's just the best I can offer. And as long as I practice that and as long as I give that, I won't be upset. There'll be no regrets. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, I suppose that's that's what everyone should, you know, maybe take away from this. If if you know anything is to try and be the, the best possible version of yourself, isn't it? Like you say, and you've got you've got to vision yourself, living your best life, and live be being a successful person, living a successful life. Um, if you can vision that, surely you can reach it as well, which is which is exactly what you've done, and you're just going to keep, you know, pushing through to achieve even bigger things, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's the plan. And whether, you know, that's in karate or an outside karate, you know, my plan is just to be the best. Um, so you just got to make it happen and create the environment around you as well to make that happen. That's all part of being yourself. Yeah. And I was actually, um, I was reading up um, a little bit, and I think I read somewhere that did you, um, have an injury when you were younger yeah yeah um i got run over oh wow <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, at two years old so um yeah i broke my femur so i went uh basically what happened was uh, my brother he wanted to go and see his friend across the road and we was all playing in the garden and what he did was he went out um in the alleyway opened the gate went through the alleyway and I was just following my older brother. So I was following him out. I went uh, into the alley, went out into the road when he crossed the road. And then, bang, I got hit. Um, and, yeah, like my mum said that. The thing is, the funny thing about this, I can't remember any of it. So it's actually more painful for uh, the people who was actually there at that time. <laughs> yeah I suppose that's the thing isn't it, it was, you know for, for your for your mum it was probably most distressing thing she's ever come across in her life but I suppose because you were so young you, you, you can't remember it yeah yeah I can't remember any of it I, I, all I know is stories you know my family say oh yeah I remember that that was a, a very stressful time uh, that was very hard very sad time for all of us you know that that's all I get so I know it was a sad time 
And I know it was a gray area where people don't actually want to think about it, but I have, I have no, no memory of it. I know it happened, but I have no memory. I've seen pictures um, of my legs up in the air with casts. Both legs were, were in casts, and I was in hospital for weeks and then. Um, but that's it. Um, so, yeah, like my mum was saying that I was in the road, and she just heard screaming when she was in the kitchen, and she said she instantly knew something bad had happened. So she ran out, and the first thing that she tried to do was move me onto the pavement because obviously you're not meant to move. You're not, when something like that happens, you're not meant to move, move the, the body in case you break something else or damage something else. So you have to wait for an ambulance come. But as a mother's instinct, she runs over and she tries to move me to safety, even though the safest place for me was to stay still. Um, that, that's how she, she describes that. And then actually as well, my dad wasn't there but it was his birthday <laughs> and he was in London and he said like he was uh, in London and he said he didn't care about any speeding tickets along the way. As soon as he got the bombed <laughs> down the A1 and the M1 um, down, down to Luton. Wow. Worst birthday present he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so this happened when you were two and you said martial arts happened or you started karate when you were four. Um, did, did this injury, um, you know, did it, did it impact you when you, when you were younger with, with the karate side of it? Yeah, I think karate helped me um, to develop the muscles that I needed um, to become stable um, and also just um, a bit of discipline and my surroundings as well, seeing other people do it. So, it, you know, it became normal to try to uh, just, it became normal just to try. So, yeah, it, it did affect me. I remember maybe when I was seven, eight, and I always used to complain that my legs were hurting and it became, I was, my legs always became tired quite quickly. Um, but the muscles just kept developing. Um, and yeah, karate actually helped me. Um, to become, to, yeah, just to become, uh, to, it was more like a form of rehab. It sounds like you've had quite a journey with the karate side of it um, altogether, to be honest. I mean, has it always been quite a, a clear path, quite a straightforward path, or have you had like obstacles and barriers in the way? No, there's definitely been a lot of barriers. Um, and that's with, that's that's uh, there's definitely been a, it's never it's never a smooth journey and no champion has ever had you know never not had disappointments along the way you know there's some things that go wrong and you just have to accept that things go wrong <laughs> you you know things some things are just out of your control um, and it's just best to focus on the things that you can control and that's how you manage stress. So in 2014, um, I remember I became European champion and I wasn't expected to become European champion, even though it was something that me and my dad had always had our eyes set and we always knew that we can do it. And especially when we see the people that we're fighting, it was like, right, we can do this today. And that year I was ranked 28 and then I became European champion. And then the world championships was that same year. 
and I came up against um, Brazil and I was fighting for a world bronze medal. And I remember in the, in the first round, I'd done my MCL. So I had my legs strapped from the top to the bottom. And for the first minute, I would say I was okay. <laughs> but my legs started stiffening up. And then, so I was, I was winning, I was winning, and then things just went downhill from there. And I remember losing that, losing for bronze medal. And I came, I came back and I just knew I was the best in the world from then. Even though I lost, I came back and I remember sitting down. I said, it's up to me if I want to become world champion. It's up to me in two years' time, I become world champion. I remember sitting down thinking I should, I should be on that number one spot. It wasn't second. It wasn't bronze. I knew I was the best in the world. So is that, that, was, that was a kind of a weird experience from a loss that I had, which was very, I kind of, I was more determined off the back of that loss. They sort of pushed you further to, to, to actually get into that mindset of, I am world champion, I deserve this. It, pu- it pushed you into that. Yeah. Oh, do you know, it was, it was so weird. I started walking around like I was world champion. Adam, like, you know, I was, <laughs> I was walking like I was world champion. I was um, carrying myself. And it goes back to that thing about being the best person that I can be. Um, and it was all the things like, how, how does, uh, how does, um, well, how does Jordan, I'd see, this is a thing. I had to attach world champion to Jordan Thomas. I had to put them two, them two things together. Jordan Thomas is me. World champion is me. So I had to kind of put them things together and I had to just walk around like that, you know, and I had to, um, even when it was work to work, I was speaking to people, doing my best job that I can um, as a sports centre assistant at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't um, full-time then, I was part-time, you know. So um, I was doing all these things, um, you know, eating right training right, uh, working right, you know, going to see my friend's social life, going to sleep at the right times, going out, not drinking. I had to do all of these things to make that one day happen. So I had to kind of connect world champion and Jordan Thomas, put them together. And that is, that is how I achieved that goal. And where do you think this incredible um, discipline came from what was it that moment in time where you where you lost that bronze did did the discipline just come in then you just thought right i need to this is it now is 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 that would you say that's a fair um view on this or have you always had that discipline side 2013 right i was i was 21 and i went to a senior european championships and I went out there and I remember coming seventh um, overall, placing, which in England or in the UK, should I say, that's an amazing result. You know, everybody was happy with that placement. Seventh overall, that's a hard day's work. You haven't had that result in a long time. Um, and I think, I think there was a... 
a woman. Yeah, there was Natalie Williams who got the bronze medal at that tournament. And I remember thinking at that moment, again, it was, it was up to me. I didn't see no other reason why I shouldn't have been on that finals map. And I looked at her and I saw the celebration. I saw what it meant to her. Um, and I just remember thinking, it's up to me. So I had to stop going out. I had to stop like a lot of my bad habits, should I say, um, or should I say a change of habits um, that, that I had to kind of put in um, and kind of take some bad habits out or monitor them, should I say. So I think from 2013, I knew, and especially in, in 2014, before I became European champion, when I was beating top 10 in the world, that was just like a, a confident boost. So and now I'm getting something back for my hard work. And I know I'm the best in the world. You know, I know I know I can do it. You know, so Yeah, that's yeah, it's um it's I suppose when you start seeing that as well, especially, you know, being being tenth in the world is an incredible achievement, isn't it? But then you went on to achieve even better and become the best. I mean, when yeah. when that happened, when you when you got that that um that position, I mean, what did that mean to you? What what were you, what were you feeling at that moment in time? Well, um, <laughs> I just remember it was it was it was. Um, I just remember right, it's done because also in in my final, uh, how karate works is um, so it's a three minute fight. Let me break down. The, it's a three minutes. It's a three minute fight. And any head punch or any punch is one point. Any uh, body kick is two points. And for a kick and a sweep, it's three points. Um, it's If you get eight points clear, the fight stops. In my world final, I, be, uh, I got my opponent, eight nil. And... I believe I've been told, I can't, I don't know if it's right, it's the second time in history that someone's actually done that in the final. It's not common to do that. Wow. <laughs> but for me, I was, I was doing it. So I had, I had five, five, no, six fights, six fights. But scoring points for me was not an issue. Um, I, I took out, so in the final, I was, I was fighting the world number two. But in round number one, I had home nation um, and I took him out 4-0. And in round number two, I had Brazil, who was world number one at the time. And I also gapped him 8-0, right? So it was, and then uh, I had Portugal next round. I beat him 2-1, oh no, 3-1, sorry. And then I had Morocco in the fourth round, right? And I remember... Uh, going five nil down, right? So he only needed three more points to gap me. Um, and I remember looking at, but I wasn't, I just knew I would have been scoring points. So scoring points was not a thing for me. You know, I can do it. And I remember coming off right five nil. I remember looking at my dad and he just looked at me and I just, and he, he didn't look stressed, which gave me comfort as well, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I remember out and I hit him with a spinning hook kick around his face, which is three points. So now it's five, three. Um, and then I just, 
he, then um, I came again and then I attacked him with um, another kick to the head. And then like, it was six, six, five now. So now I've come from behind from a big point uh, gap. And now I've finished that fight at 10-5. So when, I, when it came to the final, I had all these big fights. In that final, that final didn't bother me. All, I, all what mattered in that moment of time was that eight by eight meter mat, what we compete on, me and him. And that is all what matters is what I do, what I, what I can control. The referees can make their mistakes. They can do whatever. That is, the crowd can cheer and boo. It, that, all that does not matter. All what mattered was me and him. And I remember when I got that final punch to the head, I just thought, it's done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so I, re- I just remember like, yeah, it's done. Like, you know, and it's just something that I got back from my hard work. And, you know, it was uh, just something special what me and my dad had at that moment of time. And me and my dad are the first father and son to ever do that. You know, my dad being world champion and me being world champion. So nobody ever has, nobody has done that in, in uh, the sport. So we was the first to do that. So, yeah, it was something, it was nice to share. It was nice to bring back uh, a gold medal after 12 years to, to the country and um, give inspiration to the younger generation. That's a that's a honestly beautiful story, Jordan. Um, it's it's really nice to see you know that you and your dad have such a, a a good relationship, and you know that he was there by your side all the way through this. And I think it's um, a really nice touch to the story, which honestly, as you were as you were telling me, I was getting chills myself. It, you know, it was like it was like listening to a real life Rocky film. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, were, you you know you were smashing all these people, oh, and then yeah. it comes to the last one, and it's really tough. But then you you know you you come back and you you just achieve the what what must have felt impossible at the time. You know, it's it's incredible, incredible story. No, I really appreciate that. What I wanted to ask you is through through all these fights i mean do you ever especially especially fighting against world number ones number twos number threes do you ever get scared when you're fighting um i wouldn't say scared because it's something that i i do you know so it's for me it's uh how can i describe it to you it's like you go into your high pressured environment with a set of skills. You are, you, you are expected to, to do your job, but you have these skills to execute the job. That's why you're hired. So I'm going out fighting these world number ones, world number two. For me, that's just every day. You know, that's just something that I do. I go and compete, win or lose. You know, and if I lose, what do you do? Okay, you come back, you regroup, you write up another strategy or you stick on the same strategy. We just failed in that one time and we move on, you know? So that's, that's how I look at it, really. Um, I yeah, think to- um, when, I've, um, when I've been sparring, I mean, I haven't done a lot of it myself, but when I do, I find that my adrenaline levels just go completely through the roof. I mean, have you managed to control your adrenaline almost and use it as an advantage? 
yeah, definitely, definitely. Adrenaline comes, uh, definitely comes in, and um, you know that, that can do that can do so many things. If you can't control that adrenaline, it can make you erratic. It can uh, throw your technique um, out the window. You know, so the one thing is is kind of controlling because there is there is um your brain is is a great thing when when people your mind is a great thing when when you learn how to control all them emotions at a high pressured state that's when great things happen so what would you say karate means to you ultimately karate for me um you know is is a part of me it's uh when when you put karate in my soul, you know karate is a way of life, um, and that is towards my my eating, my home life, um, going out to work or speaking to people. Everything that I do um, is is karate. You know, it's like even though like going back into the traditional element of karate. Um, that kind of comes with me everywhere I go. The discipline that the the key discipline attributes that it's taught me throughout life, um, it kind of gives me the confidence to go and execute a lot of the things. You know, there's one thing that I say is I am samurai. You know, that is uh, it's a karate. A lot of a lot of us use that. I am samurai. You know, we go out and uh, we we live our lives like that. You know, I have a tattoo on my arm. Um, from Shingen Takeda, and he used to lead an army, and the army was so feared that armies used to surrender or armies used uh, villages used to flee. You know, he was rarely de- uh, defeated in in battle. So the the tattoo what I have on my arm uh, in ancient Chinese writing has wind, forest, fire, mountain. So when I run, I am as swift as the wind. When when I am silent, I am silent like the forest at night. When I fight, I'm ferocious as fire. And when I'm still, I'm still as a mountain and cannot be moved. So these are all the elements that I have and I put together and I live my life like. I love that, Jordan. I'm sure a lot of listeners will benefit from that a lot. And it's such um, it's such a beautiful way of looking at life as well, you know, especially nowadays where it's very fast paced, especially with social media. And, you know, you, you see you see negative things happening on TV as well. Um, and it's nice. It's, it's almost, uh, it's almost a breath of fresh air. You know, when you're telling these stories, it's, it's so inspiring. So, um, thank you for that, Jordan. No, um, thank you. Adam. So, I mean, what do future plans look like, um, for Jordan Thomas? I mean, where do you hope to, to go next? I mean, you've become European champion, world champion. I mean, how, how far does it keep going? You know, Oh, the next one for me is the Olympics. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's, uh, you know, because obviously um, we're in COVID-19 right now, uh, we're in quarantine and everything has been pushed back a year. I was meant to have my qualifiers in May. Um, and, you know, that's now uh, been postponed. The date hasn't come out for that. Um, so we're trying to now, we, you know, we think it's going to come out maybe early next year for the qualifiers for the Olympics. Um, so our focus goes on that. 
And then from there, Olympic champion. You know, I had my wedding uh, booked uh, with my fiance in 2021, but you know, that had to be pushed back a year, bless her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know? sure she'll understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's for a great reason. It's for a great reason. Um, and we both, we're both in it together. So it was kind of, right, we pushed that back. That's fine. Um, we just get this title. Does she support you a lot with your karate? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And she's a nurse as well. So actually, she's a bit more important right now. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, she supports me a lot. She, you know, she, if my home life is not good, um, then my, um, my sport, my outside, it can, it can affect things. So she, um, she, she makes sure, she makes sure that everything's stable at home. Oh, that's nice. Um, so, um, we'll just sort of conclude the podcast now, Jordan. I just want to, again, thank you for coming on. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I've got, you know, I've gathered so much valuable information from you, which I can apply to my own life. And I'm sure our listeners can take it away as well um, and hopefully use that inspiration to push themselves to achieve success and beyond. Um, so, I just want to finish with one final question, which is what I ask um, all my guests. Um, and it's just, what is the most valuable thing you have ever learned? Oh, <clears throat> okay. The most valuable thing. I like, that's, that's a difficult question, you know. It's a tough question. Uh, that, is a tough question. that is a tough question. Um, I'll say the most valuable thing for me uh, that I've learned is actually what we've been speaking about, and that's just being the best person that I can be and that's for others as well you know so that is for the people around you um, because the people around you are, are your supporters um, and you can't do anything alone so if you can give your best to others you'll receive that back too and you just got to make sure that you look after your your herd almost you know your your gang around you because that's what's going to push you on in life and that's how you you um, proceed thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed the podcast today please subscribe and share this around with your friends and family members and give them tools to transform their life i've been adam robinson and this is body power mind Music.